Okie dokie. Another day. Another day in paradise. What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew, coming to you with another episode of The Founder's Journal. It is Thursday, June 11th, and it is time to dive into my public diary. Here we go. We're in the public diary. We, we've dove in. We've entered the pu- public diary. Who have you been talking to today? What are you working on? Anything? Yeah. I just had a really interesting conversation with um, this guy named Sun. He's the uh, co-founder and CEO of a company called April. I've been lucky enough to ad- advise uh, April for the last year or so. And just quickly about April. April, it's a um, digital apartment rental marketplace that serves brokers and landlords, and it also serves people looking to rent. Basically, you know, they're trying to disrupt the the platforms like Street Easy, uh, like Zillow, and provide a great user experience for people who want to rent apartments. And he was actually showing me, you know, a demo of the app today, and it's beautiful. It looks almost like you're on TikTok, but it's like TikTok for looking through apartments and picking apartments. Like it is built with the renter in mind. I had a few thoughts from our conversation, uh, one longer thought that we'll talk about, but the shorter thought is that I think so often as founders and and managers that are focused on a very specific area of work, it is so easy to be so myopically focused on the type of work we're doing, meaning I think it is so easy for me to talk to other media founders always and to always read uh, a media operator newsletter by Jacob Donnelly. But the conversation with Sun just made clear to me that reserving time to talk with smart people and strategic thinkers that do something that is completely disparate from what you do is both really refreshing, but also I think acts as like a great sanity check for principles that you form as a business owner that you hope can scale these principles you come up with can scale outside of just the business you do. And by talking with other founders that do very different things, it acts as a great litmus test for those principles. But also it just is energizing and it allows you to think with a different part of your brain that you don't get to think with every day. But the the crux of the conversation with Sun was around the idea of creating content around investing and playing into Morning Brew readers' desire for us to talk about the world of investing and investing related content, which is something that we've been talking about a lot internally right now. And so how did that conversation continue? So the the way that the conversation came up was I, I was very frank with Son and, and I, what I said to him is I think there is a ton of opportunity for Morning Brew to play in the world of investing related insights and content. And what I mean by that is I think there's an opportunity for Morning Brew to break down different types of investing. What is active investing? What is passive investing? And do it in our voice, our tone, and you know our quick-wittedness. But what I, what I shared with him is I have this moral quandary of what if Morning Brew were to create a, a, a membership, a community for investing-minded millennials where we do anything from, say, breaking down 10Ks to uh, providing commentary on earnings calls in our tone. We're curating, you know, investing thought leaders like Ray Dalio or Morgan Housel um, or Bill Gross to talk about their investing theories. But then the biggest part of it is community, getting people within this membership to talk with one another and hash out ideas. And what I brought up with Sun was this moral quandary around 
while we will not be giving stock pick recommendations, is it inherently bad that we are going to be giving people effectively the ammunition to make investing decisions when we know that retail investors historically should not be stock pickers, they're not good stock pickers, and they should either be giving their money to a professional or parking their money in mutual funds or any other passive index funds and keep it in those for a long period of time. And the reason I asked him is he worked in sales and trading. He is a financial markets junkie. And so I thought he would have a good perspective on it. And I remember we talked to a, a reader when you were exploring the education product who also works in equity research, so similar but different. And he he said retail investing is a, a terrible idea. So whether it's the statistics or the people you talk to, yeah. there's a lot of signals that say from smart people, retail investing ain't so good. So how, how did the conversation net out? Where What's the, the pro and con? Where, where are we at? The TLDR is that Sun believes that actually this wouldn't be a net negative and it's something he actually thinks would be good for people. And I want to caveat this or not caveat it, but, but uh, provide additional color that Sun was telling me on the call that like he is very outspoken about the negative externality created by all of these trading platforms like E-Trade, like Charles Schwab, like Robinhood, how it's effectively putting a gun in the hands of people because people who are not informed investors or traders shouldn't be able to easily make trades without being informed. And also the way that these platforms are charging historically has been commission-based, which is incentivizing them to get people to do more trades, but especially to start with, retail investors shouldn't be investing in individual names on their own, but especially they shouldn't be doing it in a short time horizon. That's even riskier. And his perspective was that people are going to do this anyway, and we are giving people the information to be smarter about the decisions they're making. I think the devil's advocate would say that there's also the the potential risk of by giving people more information who are already going to have the behavior of investing in stocks you are giving them a false sense of confidence that now they know way more than they actually know. And it's going to cause them to invest more of their money and risk more of their savings in investing in things they shouldn't be doing on their own. But I think he provided a really good perspective. I, I think what sits at the heart of this is we're going to have to just be very explicit to people if we ever do this in not suggesting how they should be putting their money to work, not suggesting how much of it they should be putting to work. And... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even as I'm talking through this, there's still a part of me that gets like feels the anxiety bubbling up talking through this. But I, I do think the more that I talk to third parties where I present this idea and they have financial markets and trading knowledge where they were professional investors, I think it'll make me feel more at ease with whatever decision we do make. What do you think? I, I'm with you. You, you know that I, I'm, I've also battled with this topic. I think no matter what, we'll have to put as if it was an alcohol brand where you say, are you 21? It says, do you understand these facts? And you got to go through the quiz to, in order, order to get to the portal. I, I don't know. I think there's so much room to, to talk about these things and we can really be a great presence and provide really high quality stuff. So I think we're going to figure out a way to do it and we're going to do it right. It's just going to take a lot of conversations like this. It's For nothing sure. that we, we shouldn't be scared from engaging yeah totally well for anyone listening i would love to hear your thoughts on you know if you want to see morning brew getting into the world of investing and talking more about company strategies industries even education around investing um, because this is something that we're spending a lot of time thinking about
As always, thank you for listening to the Founders Journal. We will catch you very soon, and I hope you have a great night. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.